The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give to his house and a red flag. Point event, point event.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. It is Tuesday, August the 8th. Ben McKee, Go Balls 247. And myself, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio. How about Ben McKee? Hey, Ben, man, you looking, you looking good. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Hope you can hear me okay. You sound great as always. <laughs> it's uh, Technology is not being my friend uh, this morning. The, the Zoom on my computer is not working properly, so we're, we're adjusting on the fly here. And uh, b- before I get over to campus for football practice number six uh, of training camp and uh, it, it should be a good one, Swain. It, it should be a good one because the pads are coming on today. Tennessee is in full pads today. The pads are going to be popping, and uh, th- this is when you really start to develop and, and build as a as a football team uh, and really get in uh, to the heat of fall camp. But uh, real quick before we dive into to practice and whatnot, I do want to send up thoughts and prayers to anybody who was affected by the storms yesterday. And I always encourage you to reach out to Jennifer Morris if you're in the Knoxville area looking to buy or purchase or um, invest in real estate. I uh, do want to pass along the message from Jennifer this morning that uh, if, if you have serious storm damage from yesterday and, and need help cleaning up or, or with w- whatever, uh, Jennifer knows a, a lot of people around Knoxville and, and can help out in, in several different ways. So uh, if you need help and, and you don't really know how to get something done, don't hesitate to reach out to Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty. Yeah, man, those those, those storms, rough yesterday, rough. So we hope everyone uh, is okay and uh, makes a full recovery as fast as possible with the help of others. And that's that's what we do uh, here, here in Tennessee. So, man, appreciate that from Jennifer and thank you. Thank you for for sharing that. Um, we got to dive right on in, man, because you have you, you have yourself a a favorite player according to your Twitter account, and um, I'm going to play some 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 quick audio, and maybe this is the the reason why John Campbell Jr has become uh, one of your favorites. Here is Tennessee offensive tackle, Miami transfer, John Campbell uh, Jr. yesterday when talking to the media on why the SEC was the right conference for him, why Tennessee was the right team for A big reason him. I came to the SEC to get um, more notice. I mean, I felt like I had a good year last year, but um, – 
I felt like I didn't really have like a lot of exposure just playing there at the other place. You know, just the difference in the fans. Like, you know, this game sold out a hundred and whatever thousand. You know, Miami is everything. Like, we got the Heat, we got the Dolphins, we got all these teams. So, like, fans, it's too, it's too much. Like, you know, what I'm saying our games, there's not a lot of people there. So, I just feel like the SEC is a big, big stage to play on, and you know, that's something good to get my sports up there. So, yeah. You said, uh, you know, at first that you didn't want to come to Tennessee. Was there a specific moment that really you felt changed your mind to want to come here? Yeah. So, like, who really made me going to come to Tennessee was, um, I give a shout out to Charlie Strong, uh, Trent Williams. Well, Trent Williams, he the real like, he the real like guy who really made me come here. And then uh, Coach Strong, like he said, he knew a coach over here, um, and they said they'll take care of me. It's just a place that I will fit fit at. But I was just like, I want to show out like Tennessee, like you know, I'm, I'm from Florida, like. Coming to Tennessee, I thought it was just gonna be flat land here, like nothing, like, cause like even when I was gonna take my OV, I'm like, I don't know, like, do I want to come, come out here and see it? But I'm like, man, I just went in, and I did it, came out here, I'm like, hey, like, it's a city, like, it look cool, you feel me? Like, we ate some food, I'm like, food good, like, they got Waffle House, like, that's a place I like, um, you know, at the U, it wasn't really no Waffle House, like, it was like 40 minutes away, so. Nah, I really like it here. It's like a lot of food options. Knoxville uh, is a good place to be at. I ain't gonna lie. For football, it's a good place to be at. It's a good place to have your mind right, focus. You know what I'm saying? You got coaches here in your corner. So, Knox Vegas is a good place. <laughs> uh, is that the reason why John Campbell's now your favorite player on the team, Ben McKee? Uh, yes, w- one of the many reasons. He, he's just that fell through that video. He's just a. Uh... Uh, high energy, loves life, uh, f- full of color, and and just uh, <laughs> just a bright spot uh, in, in a day and age where uh, in college athletics right now it doesn't feel like there are too many bright spots. That, that's a reminder of, of why we love sports and why we love college athletics, just because of the energy and, and the passion that John Campbell had. And uh, he, he had a big old ice grill in his mouth. Uh, that that was shining and and flashing everybody's cameras, depending on which way uh, he would turn. Florida boy, uh, he, was that Florida boy? That's 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 what you get. Yeah, it, it's just a, a a lot of high energy and and a lot of personality, and it was just refreshing. And, and there are a lot of personalities on this football team. That there's no doubt about that. But uh, he's just a, a fun, lovable guy. How, how could you not like him after? after listening to to that interview and, and that was the first portion of the interview i, I encourage everybody to go and, and listen to the to the whole clip it, it, it'll make your day and, and and set the tone for for this tuesday but uh it was real insightful it didn't really hold back uh talking about miami fans and uh, i circled back and and asked them because obviously there's a lot of conversation about josh heupel's offense developing and whether it accurately develops these receivers and quarterbacks and offensive linemen. So I, I asked them, hey, how how much did what Darnell Wright did last year, the way that he was developed, how, how much did, did that sell you on his decision? And and he said that was the main things that, that he noticed and, and one of the main things that he cared about, that they got Darnell Wright right and that that he had confidence that he could come in and they would get him right and get him in position to uh, to be drafted next spring and uh, go go play 
NFL as well. He, he was looking for a place that he thought was going to get him to the NFL. And he felt like uh, Tennessee, uh, based off the culture and based off of their ability to develop Darnell Wright uh, last season, was the best fit for him. Uh, so that I thought that was really cool. Uh, and it, it's funny, like there's this loud conversation about Heifel's offense developing players and you hear recruits coming in, transfers, high school recruits. All, all they do is talk about the development of Tennessee and how they've been able to develop these these batch of, of players. So I, I don't know that uh, the, the negative recruiting is is working as as much as as people would would hope that it is. But I thought it like I was not expecting to hear him reference Charlie Strong or Trent Williams. I was not expecting that whatsoever. Uh, but he uh, he went out and worked with Trent Williams. Uh, over the course of the summer, and I guess Trent Williams is a, a Tennessee football fan, a low-key Tennessee football fan, and and was giving him the the deets on, on needing to go to Tennessee or encouraging him. So uh, Charlie Strong, the connection is through Brian Jean-Marie uh, because Brian Jean-Marie coached under Charlie uh, at Texas and at USF, and then Charlie was at Miami last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I, I thought that was a, a pretty cool uh, nugget. And then also with him being a Florida boy, he was very familiar with the coaching staff uh, and, and especially Josh Heupel and, and those who were with Josh uh, at UCF. Uh, so he had already established a relationship back from his high school days. Uh, and also he was like a rival of Joe Milton in the Orlando area. And they played a, a lot of football against one another uh, in high school. And, and he knew Joe and, and had a nice little friendship with Joe uh, and that, that was one of the reasons why he felt comfortable coming to Tennessee as well. So uh, just a lot of nuggets in that interview yesterday. And, and I, I just really appreciated the passion and, and uh, energy that, that he has for life on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Joe's high school team was not good at all. Um, my, my niece went to the same high school as, as Joe Milton and uh, was in the band. So uh, not surprised John Campbell undefeated, versus Joe Milton in high school. I thought it was funny that he said he reminded he reminds Joe Milton of that from time to time. Um Trent Williams, the connection, I'm assuming, is the fact that Trent Williams played at Oklahoma. Uh Josh Heupel played at Oklahoma. Um you mentioned him being a Tennessee fan. I saw Trent Williams in person in uh, in Houston, Texas. Um man, it probably was you know, 10, 12 years ago. And uh, he's a big old boy, man. Like, rocked up, huge. I mean, he's 6'5", all 6'5", 320 pounds. And for the consistent amount of what? Um, at least six, seven years, Trent Williams has been the best tackle in the game of football. The best. Uh, going from the Washington football team to – the 49ers, I mean, he he's the best. He's the gold standard. And I've seen, you know, the videos from John Campbell that he posted, him working out. And I'm honestly, I'm just, I'm not a big fan of guys posting videos and then working out because if, you, if you're busy working out, you ain't got time to post videos. But you working with Trent Williams, I know you're getting it in. And well, I want to I see that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um I thought it was, dude, this was a fantastic interview. This was a fantastic um, uh, uh, media availability for for the fans. 
because you got transparency. You got a chance to get a little look behind the curtain of why a player transfers from a place like Miami and wants to come to Tennessee. I mean, and he was, dude, he laid it out there. He tried to be nice about it, but the, the fan base of Miami stinks, quite frankly. And he gets here. He sees all the fans that come to the game, over 100,000. So it matters for John Campbell. Um, I think it's hilarious that he thought Tennessee was flat. <laughs> I mean, that's what you get in Oklahoma. That's what you get in Texas. You go out there. But uh, I thought that was hilarious. He had his notions about Tennessee, preconceived notions about Tennessee. And he gets here, and people are speaking to him and talking to him. Miami, they kind of keep it moving, keep the head down. And um, he mentioned Waffle House. <laughs> I, I thought it was just a great interview, man. And no one's talking about competition and tackle that's including or involving John Campbell Jr. Like, I haven't heard a conversation about that being. They, they need to be. Uh, John Campbell's probably going to be the starting left tackle. No, I mean, like, a competition involving him. Like, uh, yeah. I see what yeah, yeah, so, like, like, no one's talking about that. They're talking about the competition between Joe Mincy and Jeremiah Crawford. But they ain't talking about competition that's involving John Campbell. Yeah, and I'll touch on that in a second. I wanted to add on John Campbell that uh, fans should appreciate this seven to ten minutes we got yesterday because I I, I don't know that we're going to see John Campbell in, in a media availability uh, again this season. Maybe the week of like Ball State what? or I I think the transparency that is appreciated early in fall camp. I don't know that Tennessee wants that transparency. Uh, getting out there the the week that he's going back to Florida to to play the Gators. No man, uh, coach him up. He he is a what fifth year senior with a I'm assuming another COVID year. Coach him up, but I I I feel you. But if I'm Tennessee, I'm a little weary about some bullets and board material coming from from John Campbell being a little too transparent. We'll see. I I don't I think we'll only see him on the weeks of, of cupcake teams. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I, I, and I say that kind of in a complimentary way. Like there's been guys in the past, like, especially under Pruitt and maybe early under hypos. Like, no, that guy's not allowed to talk to the media. <laughs> Don't allow him anywhere near a microphone. Uh, and not that John Campbell, like says anything like horrendous. It's just, he's so transparent and so energetic he may or may not say something accidentally that, that ends up on, on a Florida bulletin board or or somebody else's bulletin board. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, but he seems to have locked down that left tackle spot, Swain. And uh, I was – Glenn Ellerby also spoke to the media yesterday. And he, he seemed confident in, in his options at tackle. Uh, he, he seemed pretty confident in, in four guys that are capable of – of that minimum getting the job done. Obviously guys are probably going to get the job done to a different degree and in a, in a different level. Um, but you, you speak about Gerald Mincy. I think my biggest negative takeaway from the first week or so of fall camp is that Gerald Mincy's running with the twos at left tackle. And, and it seems like that right tackle battle isn't 
involving Jeremiah Crawford and Gerald Mincy, it seems like it's more Jeremiah Crawford and Dane Davis that is battling it out at right tackle. And I, I don't know if if Gerald Mincy, it's been more of a, a a punishment thing, trying to send a message by by making him run with the the twos at left tackle to, to start fall camp. Uh, I think Gerald uh, matured over the course of, of last season and worked on becoming a a better teammate over the course of last season. But he didn't gel well when he first got here uh, to to Tennessee, transferring in Florida last off season. Uh, and again, not trying to allude to he's a an issue right now, uh, but there have been issues in the past. So it it wouldn't be too surprising, is my point, if if it's more of a punishment thing. But I also think a, if it's more of a punishment deal, that's probably a, a day or two thing, and, and not a five six practices in type of thing. So uh, that that's probably my biggest takeaway and, and biggest negative surprise uh and it's more of a, a negative for for Gerald Mincy himself like I still have a, a level of confidence at that tackle position I don't think that because Gerald Mincy's running with the twos like Tennessee's going to be in a really bad spot at tackle but uh it it seems like it's John Campbell's job at left tackle and in a battle between Dane Davis and uh Jeremiah Crawford at right tackle right now let me go to the phone <laughs> let me let me compose myself. Let me go to the phones. 865-255-03. Good morning. My boys, what it do? What's up, Jamel? What it do? What it do, fellas? How y'all doing? Good, man. Good, good. Man, you can't give we can't get Florida more bill uh billboard material than what Joe said, so I don't think <laughs> you know, Joe don't lose in Florida, so Hey, he said what he said about Miami based on personal experience. So it wasn't that bad. It was true. We don't play Miami. And if we played them in a bowl game, whatever. Um, yeah. But you're right, though. Jo- Joe's the one who said we don't. I don't lose in the state of Florida. So, yeah. I don't think you can give me too much more billboard material. And then um, with the Mincy thing, like, I mean, bro just got here. He already doing made uh media availability and I don't I don't think Mincy's done any media <laughs> availability. Once so uh once uh, last year I remember. One? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he did, yeah. he did one last year. Mm-hmm. Was it like when he like just like uh just like um just like his uh the guy now. Yeah John Campbell. I remember Mincy doing John one. Campbell. Man, I like I like the kid, man. Cause I mean y'all know I told y'all about my my little uh my family issues, like my brothers grew up in Florida, and then I got brothers in New York, and mm-hmm. daddy was just here. Well, <laughs> but uh, got two brothers that stay in Florida and Miami. So, you know what I'm saying? Just listening to him talk, it's just like, dang, that's crazy because it just sounds just like my, my brothers, them. You know what I'm saying? They they just they just genuine like that. You know what I'm saying? Florida boys, and like you were saying, like, you know, touching on how, how they just, they just Florida boys, and they just, real they just speak they, they speak their mind like to the teeth yeah but uh uh that's what i love about it man uh and he seems like he's gonna be a dog i mean he working with trent williams so yeah i mean you know what i'm saying you don't work with trent if he just you know he ain't working with no just scrubs 100 so, percent. uh that's that's big i didn't know what to expect from him but him working with trent kind of gives me an idea you know just kind of watching sports over the years when they start working with these guys they got True pro, a true 
pro potential when they start working with pros and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, another pro lineman is huge for Tennessee. I would, we would think, right? We're definitely somebody with pro potential is going to help us out, which definitely is what we need with, uh, with, um, <clears throat> we're just losing what we lost three or what four offensive linemen? Two. Two, two starters. Two starters, right. Okay. Uh but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for the season, man. Uh the recruits are coming in and it's just be it's just exciting to see what's about to happen, man. Uh we're gonna do like a little a little football tour, the boys playing loud and even we'll come watch the balls play uh the game chicken. Well, come on, man. And then, come on. And then we'll go, then we'll go watch some Titans play uh, uh, the Bengals. So we're going to make it like a little three-weekend thing, a three-day weekend thing. So hopefully we'll get three Ws. Hopefully, we, hey, three man, hopefully we'll be able to see you, man, uh, real mm-hmm. real soon. Um, Big has, has to run here in a couple of minutes, so we're going we're gonna to have to let you go. But All right, that's up, man. Yeah, appreciate the, the phone man. call. Going, um I agree with you on on the Joe Milton and John Campbell point, hundred um, percent. Gerald Minsky should not be in the position that he's in right now. the The director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, was on Joshua Swain a couple weeks ago, and I asked him about players on this football team that he's paying attention to to have a chance. Because remember, Nagy came up here last year during fall camp and talked to the team, gave them advice on their transition to the pros and kind of what to do to put yourself in position to get yourself drafted. And the last two years, we've seen guys from this program get drafted, have good seasons, um, and then improve their stock and get drafted higher than they would have before the season. So I asked Nagy about players on his team. He mentioned Gerald Mincy. Now, what does that mean? That means physically he has the talent to play at the next level. But right now, is in a battle with the former walk-on, um, with, with a player that uh, was a Juco player, didn't have a lot of offers as a guy like Jared Mincy. That doesn't mean that you're entitled to win that job because those guys had that. It just means that you had a head start. That means you had a head start at birth. That's what that means. When you physically have more talent than another player, that means at birth you were on second base. And somewhere along the line, you allowed these other players to catch up with you and pass you. Um, ben, Mincy's already transferred once. Like, it's it's go time. And honestly, like, for me, all I care about is the offensive line being good. Like, I don't care who you play. Just just be good at offensive line. But, like, I'm looking at Gerald Mincy, and I'm going, yo, man, like, this, this is it. Like this, you, you're not a freshman where you have time to figure it out. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get it together next year. Like this is, this people taking your spot now, and Tennessee is recruiting more tackles moving forward. If it's not now, it's probably going to be never. So it's, hey man, the cream rises to the top, and one that 
that can't is no different than one that won't. And Tennessee has a couple dudes that will. So, yeah, and and maybe it's a, a situation where John Campbell has has come in and and just kind of taken the job and and run with it. I, I think that's a a strong possibility. Uh, Campbell had had a really good off season, a really good summer. Uh, he was a little banged up in the spring when he got here, uh, and had the the traditional offensive lineman belly. Uh, but that that traditional offensive line belly, uh, John Campbell does not have that anymore. Uh, he, he is in really, really good shape. Uh, and I asked Glenn Ellerby about Gerald Mincy yesterday, and I thought it was interesting that he said that we all have to get in shape to play the speed we want. I, I, I thought that was a, a concerning comment. Now, uh, Glenn Ellerby was very complimentary of Gerald Mincy. Uh, he said that he's done a really good job. Uh, and that he probably had his best day of fall camp yesterday, uh, right after uh, yesterday. practice with, with, when LRB. What about the first uh, day and the second day? Yeah, I, I know. But I, I guess, but I also, like, don't, don't you want your, your best day to be your uh, your, your your latest day? Because that means you're improving. No, and, and, I, want, I want Coach to say he has been good every day because well, he's it, a freaking he, senior and – Competing for the starting job. Yeah. Now, I, I was going to add, he he started, Glenn Ellerby started off his answer by saying that he probably had his best day today, which was Monday. Uh, and then he he talked about him and J.J. Crawford are, are flipping to, to both tackle spots. And uh, there's some things that, that they're having to become more comfortable with. Uh, because last year, like Gerald Mincy, like he, he, he was not touching left tackle. It, it it felt like me as a right hander at about to be 28 years old trying to learn how to write left handed. That that's what it felt like for Gerald Mincy trying to play left tackle. So they they didn't even toy with it last year, if I remember correctly. But now he is cross training along with JJ Crawford, uh, and said that they've both been doing a pretty good job with it. Uh, it's not easy trying to flip the plays in your head and and play fast. That, that's a tough ask. He's done a really good job. There are still some technical things here and there he has to clean up. And we all have to get in shape to play the speed we want to with the physicality we want to. But he's had a really good start to this camp. So uh, he okay. did say by the time he finished answering that he has had a good start to camp. Is that coach speak? I don't know. Um, but I, I am surprised that Gerald Mincy is where he is. And again, I, I do think there is like if, if we wanted to take a glass half full approach, Wayne, like I, I have been really impressed by John Campbell. And, like, I do think that Gerald Mincy, J.J. Crawford, Dane Davis, John Campbell, I think they're all capable at minimum of of getting the job done and not just being somebody that an opposing edge rusher is just running through. Like, there, there is a level of confidence. That, now, there's different levels. I'm not expecting him to go out there and be Darnell Wright. I don't, I don't think John Campbell's going to go out there and be Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright was the number 10 overall pick. Like, naturally, there's going to be a step back. But I also don't think it's going to be a situation to where if any of those four are thrown out there, just like we saw last year with J.J. Crawford and Gerald Mincy, we saw both of them kind of rotate in and out, and they may not have been playing at the level that Darnell Wright was playing at, but they also weren't necessarily bad, I'd say. They were just pretty solid and and fairly reliable. Uh, And you want more than that, but at least they're not just a a turntile back there where where people are just – 
<laughs> running through them and, and, and walking through them play after play after play after play. So I kind of like the depth at, at tackle to a certain extent. If But if, if you're Gerald Mincy individually, you, you want more. There's no doubt about that. You're too good. You're too athletic. You have too much of NFL body to to waste it on, on the second team. So we'll, we'll see. They're full point. Uh, first time they've, they've got script number one on uh, probably a good conversation to come back a week from that. Hey, ben, you, hey ben, you're breaking up there, man. You're, break, you're breaking up. Um, it's probably time for you to get up out of here, anyways, because first day of full pads is today, uh, and you have to get to town. So we'll allow you to, to be able to do that. Uh, ben McKee, go ball two four seven. Uh, on his way to cover uh, football practice. Day six, full pads. This is when players stand out. Guys a little bit sore, a little bit banged up, a little, little tired. What are you going to do? First day of full, full pads. Jason Swain, Ben McKee. Ben McKee, Go Balls 247. We will take a brief timeout, and I'll be back after this. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just want the convenience of an at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy shipping your treatments directly to you with the peace of mind of monitored treatment. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care.
SwainEvent20Event.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Big thanks to uh, Ben McKee making it making it happen uh, for as much as long as he could. Uh, I ain't got to go cover practice, y'all. I mean, that good job getting all that audio and asking really good questions uh, yesterday, helping us get really good answers from you know, some of the Tennessee players and coaches. And I... I totally disagree with Ben on John Campbell saying too much, providing bullet to material, being too transparent. Didn't say Ben felt like he would be transparent, too transparent, or he was too transparent. I think Ben looks at the way things have been conducted uh, as, as far as pulling guys who are too honest, who may show too much of a personality in the past, guys were not made available to the media because coaches and SIDs were afraid that he would say something uh, to create some bulletin board material. But I don't think John Campbell said anything uh, that should raise eyebrows about him doing it in the future. He was at Miami. He experienced being there. One of the things he didn't like was the lack of fan support. Okay, if he played Miami, it is what it is. It ain't a secret. They don't come to the games. They don't go to the games. No different than Pac-12 when they had the Pac-12 championship game. No different than USC when Reggie Bush wasn't there. Folks don't go to the games. It's because there's a lot of stuff to do. It's the beach. Folks don't go to the Lakers games until late. There's other stuff to do. This has been a known thing for years with Miami. They had the Orange Bowl. They played in. We played down there in 2003. It's the first thing I noticed during warm-ups. It's like, man, it's empty. It is empty in here. And then the game was played, and, I mean, it was it – was, there was some noise in there, but it wasn't intimidating. It wasn't like playing at Alabama my freshman year or at Auburn my freshman year. I remember Sean Taylor more than I remember the crowd. I remember individual players. Jared Payton was a running back. Walter Payton's son. I remember him. I don't remember the crowd. Kellen, Will- Kellen Winslow Jr., I remember him going off about being a soldier in the locker room after the game, after Jay Allen and Corey Campbell. Our de- defense put that wood on him, but I don't remember the crowd because they were non-existent. So I have no problem with John Campbell saying that, and I don't think anyone at Tennessee should have a problem with him saying that. He, he was honest. He's, it wasn't like he had hate in his heart. Um, he tried to be honest and nice as much as he could. But he was really speaking highly about why he picked Tennessee. That boy was glowing talking about Tennessee. He was glowing. He loves this place. I think this is important. I think this is significant. Let's, Let's think about Brew McCoy. 
whoever won left for dead when he went from Texas to USC to USC to Texas. I mean, I don't know how many times he did went to one school uh, or the other. I just know he transferred, and it did not happen for him on the football field. And then he gets here, and he has a new lease on his college life. Says it's the best decision he's ever made. He's happy. He's making plays on the football field. He's involved in the community. Multiple NIL deals. Dante Thornton is like, hmm. Hmm. West Coast, West Coast boy transferring to the SEC, Tennessee. They just put a couple dudes in the NFL. Hmm. Let me let me go check that out. Man, success leaves clues. Dante Thornton here because of Ruben McCoy. One of the reasons. And what did John Campbell say, according to Ben McKee? Darnell Wright. The success that Darnell Wright had here, one of the reasons that it attracted John Campbell. So what position will it be next for Tennessee? Because I can see the same thing happened with Brew McCoy, bringing in Thornton. Same thing happened with Darnell Wright, bringing in John Campbell. It's going to happen again. Why? Because of the culture. See, there's going to be a lot of outsiders when Tennessee is winning football games. When Tennessee is winning football games, they're going to go, oh, man. That ain't fair. How are they having so much success? What are they doing? What's so special about what they're doing? See, outsiders think that you just sprinkle some success dust on it and voila, you got success. But they don't understand the process that it took to get there. They don't understand all the little things that you did to get there. Well, Tennessee, it's really simple. Josh Heupel, just treat people right. Wow, what a concept. You just treat people right. You just do people right. You just encourage people. You uplift people. You inspire people. Now, last week, it was funny to hear our tight ends coach, Alec Ablin, when he's talking about his his players, referred to one of his players as a guy that has the opportunity to be the most athletic tight end ever. Ever everywhere. Tennessee football history? Or are we just talking about a football history, period? College football history, Tennessee history, like the history of football? It was a running joke, like, oh, my gosh. Ablin might be the best hype man ever. He might be the best promoter since Don King. But give me Alec Ablin over a coach telling me what I can't do. Thinking that reverse psychology is the only way to coach telling you how bad you are so you can prove that you're not bad. You're terrible. So that way you can prove to me that you're not terrible. Well, if you keep telling him that he's terrible, maybe he thinks he's terrible. Not every player can be coached that way. So I appreciate the hell out of how we approach our players and letting them know, hey, man, you think you you want to fly? Guess what? You can fly. 
You want to fly? Okay, yeah, you can fly. Knowing damn well that we're not birds. But I'm not going to tell you that you can't fly because if you think you can and you believe you can, yeah, you can. And that's why Josh Heupel and his staff took a bunch of guys that couldn't score anything past 20 points in 2020, took the same group of guys and added, what, 10 points per game at least, somewhere around that range. It was one of the best offenses in the SEC in a year's time with the same players that Pruitt had. That's belief. That's belief that changed. That's pumping in positivity, letting these players know what they can do instead of reminding them what they can't do. That's why John Campbell, Dante Thornton, gravitated towards Knoxville. And Waffle House doesn't, doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. All-star breakfast. It's on point. But I just, I think if you're Tennessee, you got to put John Campbell out there more. And if you didn't like everything that he said, coach him up. He can make an adjustment. Fifth-year senior. Smart. Athletic. He'll make a mistake on the football field. You don't send him back out there to let him make the same mistake. What do you do? You coach him up. Hey, step this way. Look this way. Put your hands this way. You help them make the adjustment. Do the same thing here. You don't like everything they said? Let them make the adjustment. But we got to put John Campbell in front of a microphone more often. Joe Milton, you know what you get from Joe Milton? That personality, you have to display that as much as you can. John Campbell, no different. No different. No different. This is a place that is attractive for recruits and especially for transfers. Especially for transfers, even more than recruits. Because as recruits, you can be distracted by the glitter. What your parents tell you? Everything that's glitter is not gold. As a recruit, you can be distracted by the glitter. What you think matters, what's shiny. You get to school, you realize that 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 really don't matter. You got caught up in the glitter. You got caught up in, oh, this coach is doing a cool dance in the living room. This coach drove his cool car to the recruiting visit, but you ain't driving it. He ain't giving it to you, but you got caught up in that. You got caught up in going to a school because, because everybody else wanted you to go to a school. But you had a good time on your visit, but you failed to look at the pros and the cons of that school. The cons outweighed the pros, but you ignored it because you were caught up in the glitter. Easy to do for a high school student going into college. But when you get to school, you realize what's real, what matters. Culture, development, your gut, instinct. When you get there and it doesn't align, you hit the portal. 
of course your, your playing time's not right and you're not happy in this game, you're not happy winning and whatever, like that plays into it too, but you hit the portal. And then you go out and you find a place like Tennessee that has done a great job in all those areas. And that's why you get the comments you got from John Campbell. Oh, man. Tennessee? Like, that was a significant part of, of the interview, folks. Go back and listen to the whole thing. Like, he wasn't even thinking about Tennessee. Oh, Just think about when he was coming out. A freshman at Miami in 2018. So that means he, he was a senior when Pruitt took over at Tennessee. So in high school, he saw Tennessee in 2017, 2016, you know, Tennessee beat Florida. But for the most part growing up, he's seen Florida dominate Tennessee. He ain't seen Tennessee do anything while he was in high school. He goes to Miami, hits the portal. And he told you at the beginning of the interview, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't trying to go to Tennessee. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking about Tennessee. <laughs> I think it's great. This is the best interview of the season so far, John Campbell. It gives you so many nuggets as a fan. So many nuggets. Because as a fan, we have a better view of Tennessee than what recruits and people in the portal may have about Tennessee because of history. We know how special this place is. But other folks may not because of what was been on what's been on the field the last five, six, seven years. But shout out to Charlie Strong. Because at one point, our fan base was dog cussing Charlie Strong on a couple of occasions. One as an opposing assistant coach. I know he was a defense coordinator in Florida when we played him in 06. So he dog cussed him a little bit when he was assistant coach on the opposite sideline. And then when he's a head coach of Louisville and we offered him a job and he told us yes and then changed his mind and said no, we were dog cussing him then. But shout out to Charlie Strong because he helped Tennessee get John Campbell. And then shout out to Trent Williams. And I think if you are a media member, I would ask if I was there, but I don't go to post-practice availability to ask questions. But if I was a media member and I got a chance to talk to Josh Heupel, I would ask Josh Heupel about the connection between Trent Williams and John Campbell and ask Josh Heupel because of those two sharing a or an alma mater, Oklahoma, I would ask Josh Heupel, hey, man, John Campbell said he's working out with Trent Williams. Any any correlation between you and Trent Williams playing the same college? Because Trent Williams didn't play Miami. He didn't play for Miami Dolphins. So how did Trent Williams and John Campbell get, get connected? I think that is very, very intriguing. Josh Heupel played at Oklahoma. A lot of connections with teammates, but a lot of connections with guys who also played Oklahoma. Still a fraternity 
of players there at Oklahoma. And Ben made brought up a really good point. Or maybe it was Tremel. I think it was Tremel. Ben hit his quota for good points in the first 15 minutes, so it's definitely Tremel. Um, an all-pro player like Trent Williams, when you are at a certain level, you don't work out with just anybody. You don't you don't waste your time training players beneath you. You don't reach down to try to help the younger generation unless you see potential, unless you see want to, unless you see a a work ethic that is worth nurturing. You don't do that. At all. When I started training wide receivers a little bit after my playing days and like if I got out there with a young player and he wasn't serious, that was the last time we was training. Don't waste my time. But the reason why every time Mari Rogers would call me on a Saturday night at 1 a.m. or text me at 12 a.m., have me get have me get the side eye from my wife. Hey, can we train tomorrow morning? I wasn't getting paid. I said yes. Why? Because I'm not turning down a young man that's hungry and thirsty to get better. I got some knowledge for him I can pass to him. Trent Williams. Putting time into John Campbell is significant, folks. That is significant. John Campbell. Not hearing much about him in competition with another tackle. I think it's the reason for that. And I'm not trying to really come down on, on Jerome Mincy. I'm not. But Mincy physically has talent. When he gets off the bus, he gets the attention of NFL scouts. Long arms. Tall. First year last year. Was it in the star lineup some? Was it in the star, star, star lineup some? Shout out to Jeremiah Crawford. Battling, fighting, clawing, scratching, competing. In year one, both of those guys played on the opposite side of Darnell Wright. And entering Gerald Mincy's second year here at Tennessee, I just thought that, okay, you, you saw Darnell Wright do what he did last year. It's go time for you this year. It's go time. Let me lock in. Let me do whatever I have to do, block out outside noise. Whatever I have to do, it's go time for me. Second year in Tennessee's offense. I've been a college athlete for – what is Gerald Mincy? What year is Gerald Mincy? He's a redshirt junior. It's go time. You know how to conduct yourself as a student athlete. I'm hearing reports of second team, third team. No, that's that that shouldn't be the case for Gerald Mincy. Now it is just entering the the. 
approaching the second week of fall camp. But I think how you start is very important. Setting the tone. I think that's very, very important. And we saw last year, Joe Mincy necessarily didn't start off uh, as the guy, but found himself starting some games and playing. But that's, to me right now, that's the most intriguing battle in fall camp, position battle. A guy like John Campbell comes in, and you hear the maturity. You hear the mentality. You hear how grounded he is. But you don't hear him competing with another tackle for that position. That's why this game is mental, folks. 90% of it is. 90% mental. And uh, man, I hope at some point, Gerald Mincy, it clicks. Because the last thing I want for him is to have reg- regrets when the eligibility is over. Don't have regrets, man. Submit 100%. Be coachable, 100%. Let your guard down, 100%. And do what Jalen Hyatt did. Go balls to the wall. I don't know if I can say that. I, I didn't mean bad by saying it. But go balls to the wall. Be the best teammate you could be. Be the best practice player you could be. One thing you can control is your attitude and energy. Have the best. And just let the chips fall where they may. But if you don't do those things for whatever reason and when your eligibility is up, you're going to look back and you're going to go, damn, man, I wish I would have done that. I wish I could have done that. You don't, you don't want that feeling at all. Jermaine's too talented. If Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl is mentioning your name, that means you got talent. So I hope it works out 100%. But kudos to Dane Davis and – Jeremiah Crawford, kudos, man. Competition does something to you. Brings out the best in you. Cream rises to the top. 100% of the time. Let's take a look at the Beatty Chevrolet text box this morning. Man, I love the text box. Just like I love y'all, but love the text box. BeattyChevrolet.com is a website, the red tag sale going on the big red tag sale going on right now all inventory marked down best price on the windshield get your biggest savings on Betty's largest inventory in years up to ten thousand dollars off go to their website bettychevrolet.com it's getting close for me to have to be able to maybe get a new vehicle i've had my eyes on the website so don't let me beat y'all to the punch it's about that time. My daughter's about to turn 16 in a couple months. It's about that time. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Who's your ball? What does the starting O-line look like? Maybe you can hook us up with a projected lineup on both sides. I mean, offensive, offensive uh, line right now. I mean, Campbell, that tackle. Uh, you got Ali Lane and guard who's a big, uh, competing with other guys there at that position. Um, 
Andrew Carrick, the transfer from Texas, and then center, there's no competition to center because that, that is Cooper Mays all day long, every day. Uh, hopefully he does not get hurt. He's tough as nails. It will take a lot for him to get hurt and miss games. But if, if that was the case, Addison Nichols, Parker Ball, are options there at, at center. Spragans holding down the right guard. Um, and then other tackle competition between Dane Davis, Jeremiah Crawford, Joe Minty, like we just mentioned so far today. We haven't talked about one skill position player. Not yet. Not yet. Offensive line, honestly, is more important. Jeffrey Morris says, I'm with you, Jason. Let all the boys talk about how awesome Tennessee is for so many reasons. Other players will take notice. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. You got to put John Campbell on today again. <laughs> Absolutely. That's not realistic. You're not going to put him on there today again, but you don't put him on the shelf. Starting tackle who transferred from another big time power five program that picked your school that is that initially was out of his comfort zone. He's from Miami, excuse me, from Orlando, from Florida, but trusted his eyes and his ears to people that have no connection with Tennessee as far as playing or coaching at Tennessee and Charlie Strong and Trent Williams. They have relationships with people at Tennessee, told him to go to Tennessee. He's going to be a starter for you. If he's having success, you got to put him behind a podium as much as possible because he's going to recruit the next big-time transfer for you. Heck, yeah, you put him out there. Heck, yeah, you put him out there. Uh, Brandon Luckett, did you talk about Jawan Mitchell getting booted from Arizona State? I have not. I will hear shortly. Bulldog Brian, do you guys feel like all the moves between conferences hurts or helps college football as a whole, college sports? I like what Drinkwitz, um, what he said, the point made that the ones who pay the price is the athletes. I agree with everything with uh, Drinkwitz had to say. I think he hit the nail on the head. Football is going to be fine. The The move was made because of football. The big-time money contracts that these football programs are going to get by joining the Big Ten, SEC. We've had teams benefiting from being in the SEC and getting a free paycheck. I haven't done anything on the field. And I include us in that conversation, too, a little bit. But there's some teams in the SEC. They've been mediocre at best for a long time, but they're getting big, big paychecks because they're in the SEC. So football's going to be fine. Jenkins brought up a really good point, talking about other sports. That's going to be really, really affected and harder for those student-athletes to really be students. I agree with him 100%. Caleb, will we ever see a set where Brew McCoy takes the role of a tight end? 
to get Brew, Squirrel, Keaton, and Thornton on the field at the same time. Dude, Caleb, I don't know if we'll see it, but I wouldn't be surprised if you do. You know this. You know how the staff gets down offensively, the creativity that they bring to the table. Do not be surprised. The tight end room being as light as it is. We've seen Princeton Fant be used in different positions. We've seen Jalen Hyde be used in one of his touchdowns versus Mizzou where he lined up as a wing on the left side of the formation, leaked out, wide open. I mean, that was all scheme. So I would not be surprised, Caleb. I'm not in the meeting room, so I don't I don't know what's in the playbook and what's in the offensive bag of, 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 of options, but I would not be surprised one bit at all. How many of y'all yesterday when on Twitter or on Next or X or whatever you want to call it saw that Juwan Mitchell had been dismissed from Arizona State and said to yourself, damn, I didn't even know he was at Arizona State. (laughs) What? He's at Arizona State? I had no idea. Juwan Mitchell dismissed from Arizona State uh, according to reports yesterday. Our man Brandon asked, I talked about that, which I have not, but I will after the break. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Coming up, we'll talk briefly about the Mitch. We won't spend much time there, but we'll cover it when we come back. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's Healthcare. It is so good to be here with Charlie Pratt with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. And Charlie, you have a passion for helping and working with East Tennesseans. Why is that? Man, I was born and raised here in Knoxville. Uh, my family's owned a business here since the 1920s. I played football at Central High School and Maribel College. I'm just really proud to work in East Tennessee. What are you the most proud of? We do a really good job of meeting people where they're at on their financial journey. I've got clients uh, that are just now starting out. I've got clients that are in the middle of saving and doing a great job job. And I've got clients who have worked really hard their whole lives and it's time for them to enjoy their retirement. It's my job to make sure their money lasts as long as they do in retirement and they're able to leave a legacy for their family. So with that being said, what are the next steps? Let's sit down and take a look at your financial plan. Give me a call 865-919-6468. 
Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swainament crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865 865- Two five seven seven eight nine seven, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. Swain Event, Swain event.com uh, fueled by that and barbecue top 100 barbecue restaurant in america i'm live here in the low t center studio thank you for joining us this morning or me this morning because ben mckee is uh right now at practice covering first day of full pass so yesterday there was a report that I'm sure caught some people by by surprise and that report was that former Tennessee linebacker former transfer from Texas Joan Mitchell was dismissed Chris Cartman tweeted out that Mitchell was dismissed by the Arizona State coaches just after one week of camp due to Kenny Dillingham's focus on fostering the type of culture he wants despite Mitchell's previously starting at Texas and at Tennessee. First of all, shout out to uh, Dillingham because you know, Mitchell Mitchell's a good player. Mitchell was a good player for us when he was on the football field and was very productive at Texas when he was at Texas. And I remember when Mitchell left Texas, we looked at the production and we just thought, my goodness, we're getting an instant upgrade in this position and he has a t- chance to be one of the best linebackers in the conference. But remember, his time in Tennessee didn't didn't take off smoothly. He missed some time. He was set down. There, there was always something going on with uh, Mitchell. And when Tennessee was entering this season, knew they had to get more from that position. From a leadership standpoint, from a production standpoint, um, locker room, locker room guy. And they got that with, with Keenan Peely, transfer from BYU. 
and there's so much positivity going on with University of Tennessee athletics and Tennessee football program that there's really no need to have a a, a whole show dedicated to Juwan Mitchell not making it. But I think people can put two and two together and realize, like, it wasn't all German banks. German banks got a lot of blame because he didn't play in the South Carolina game. But these coaches was dealing with German banks and Juwan Mitchell and was able to get what they got out of those guys for this defense last year that, again, was a top five team, was the number one team in the country for a couple of days. I mean, it's, it's pretty pretty good. And I think it's telling that how desperate Arizona State is for stability and to win that they dismiss former starter inside of the SEC. Man, these guys are going to look back and they're going to say, dang, man, I wish I could have. I wish I should have. Heck of an opportunity. Once in a lifetime opportunity to play four to six years. These guys with COVID, they got six years to play. And the last thing you want to do is squander it because of attitude. They're going to be sick in a couple of years. They will be. And they'll be going to youth football camps in the classrooms. And they'll be speaking to them and telling them how they wish they would have done this, learn from our mistakes. And it's, you know, on one hand, it's going to be a good thing that they're sharing that with the young players and helping the young players not make the same mistakes. But on the other hand, you shake your head because there's wasted opportunities. Mitchell was a good player here. Could have been a whole lot better. Vossa Hart 615 says, how creative do you think we get with personnel in order to get all of our talented skilled players as much playing time as possible? Or does tempo dictate the typical uh, 11 personnel we are used to seeing uh, in order to keep the entire playbook open? Yeah, 11, one back, one tight end with three receivers is what Vossel Hart referring to. I'm glad more and more people are starting to have discussions about the four receivers. Squirrel White, Romero Keaton, Rue McCoy, uh, Dante Thornton. And knowing our offense, we don't want to substitute because we don't want the defense to substitute. Because when we substitute, it allows them to be able to do the same thing. But we want to keep the pressure on the defense and go fast as possible. But if you do that without substituting, somebody's not playing. So if you go for a wide receiver set at the beginning of a drive from your own 20-yard line, how long can you stay in four wide receivers? Because if you do that, that means you don't have a tight end. If you don't have a tight end, that means your five offensive linemen, they got to be really good in the pass um, pro game to protect the quarterback, unless we're planning on throwing quick 
quick throws, dinking and dunking. And how long can you really do that? I would imagine you want to take a shot deep. Well, to do that, you got to have some protection, which is why it's important to have tight end in it sometimes. So, I do I do think we get creative because I do think Brew McCoy possesses number one toughness to be matched up uh, in the box. We saw him play a lot on the outside. We didn't see him play in the slot to where typically those slot players aren't in the box more, blocking linebackers and safeties and running routes um, in the, kind of in the trenches, so to speak, with shallow crosses and things like that. But Bruce body type says, yes, put him in there, matched up against linebackers and safeties. Dante Thornton. He's all a 6'5". I think he's still getting comfortable because I don't think he's running his fastest. I don't think he's playing at his fastest right now. And that's to be expected. He's still new. He's learning everything. But once he gets confident, oh, boy, he's going to be even faster. Jalen Hyatt was the same way. Jalen Hyatt was faster last year than he was in Hypo's first year. Not because he got faster. So he probably did, but the main reason is because he was playing faster and he had more confidence. And Dante Thornton will hit that sooner or later. I think it's going to be sooner. But I can't wait to see how Hypo uses those four receivers. And when do they play? How creative he's going to be to use those guys in um, same time. Middle Tennessee Rick on the Betty Chevrolet text box. Uh, mention backup center, Addison Nichols, Parker Ball, Cooper Mays, I thought was not going to finish the Vanderbilt game. He went out one on one possession. He got hurt. He's, they come out, they get him. He goes to the sideline. Uh, I want to say we either score a touchdown in that possession or punt it. We didn't punt much, but Vanderbilt got the ball. And I was watching Cooper Mays on the sideline because my job with Ball Network as a sideline reporter is to, anytime someone comes off on the, from the game on the sideline and they're appearing hurt, I need to find out, okay, what is it? When can we expect to see them back on the football field? So I was just watching Cooper Mays. I didn't see any doctors go talk to him. I didn't see the same type of sense of urgency maybe with some other players. And Cooper was in pain, but Cooper was concealing it as much as he could because he didn't want anybody to come over there and talk to him. He just needed a couple minutes. You know, that initial jolt of pain, like when you stub your toe, you're like, and then after a minute, like, it's fine. Like, that's what Cooper was doing. Like, he got hurt, came to the sideline, was dealing with the pain, and I was like, there's no way he is going to be out there next position. And I, I want to say I saw Parker Ball warming up. Since he gets the ball again, Cooper Mays back out there, did not miss a play the rest of the game. So it has to be all something significant for Cooper Mays to miss time. He is tough as all get out, tough as nails. C-Mac 
asked when I was talking about Gerald Mincy being with the with the twos. Jeremiah Crawford handling business. Ben McKee mentioned Dane Davis handling business at the tackle position. He's looking at those two competing for the job more so than Mincy competing for that job. C-Mac says, but is that an indictment on Mincy getting worse or an indictment on our depth improving a lot sooner? I don't want to say that Mincy's getting worse, but the whole saying is you get better or you get worse. Maybe he's getting better at a slower rate than what Crawford and Dane Davis getting better. Maybe those guys are getting better at a faster pace, but I do think it's a little bit of both. But I do think when you have a guy like Jim Nagy, who is the executive director of the Senior Bowl, and he mentions you by name, that means physically he's heard from he's heard from the scouts that physically this guy may have opportunity to play at the next level. And like I said earlier in the show, when you're Gerald Mincy, you're kind of born on second base as far from as far as talent. Because you six four, six five, three hundred something pounds. You got long arms. That is prototypical for the NFL. And then you have a, a Crawford that has shorter arms. You got Dane Davis, who was a former walk on. And I'm not mentioning the fact that he was a former walk on to, to to say that he can't play. Well, if anything, I'm highlighting the fact that man, he worked his tail off and got himself in a position to get a scholarship. But at the same time, Mincy had a head start. Because of his talent level. Mincy was born on second base from a talent standpoint. And, and Crawford and Dane Davis was either at home, played at first base. I just feel like if you have the, the advantage, you should take advantage of it, of having that advantage. And if you don't, then there's something in between the ears. And most of the time, that's what stops players from reaching their full potential. Sometimes it's injuries. You can't do anything about that. But, hey, sometimes it's in between the ears. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Excluding Selden, Nico, Arian Carter, which freshman do you think makes the biggest impact? Nico might not even play this year. I mean, if Joe's playing well and he's healthy, the only time we see Nico is going to be in garbage time. And what kind of impact is that going to be? When you're already up five touchdowns and Nico's throwing a a 50-yard touchdown to the second or third receiver and making the, the scoring margin now 50 points. Like, how big of an impact is that really? It's, it's not. So I don't see Nico making a big impact unless Joe goes out and Nico goes in versus a, a team that we're not paying. But Arian Carter, absolutely. Uh, Cam Seldon, absolutely. Um, but I'm a, I'm going to go with a position that I feel real confident 
going to when we talk about first year players, freshman players making an impact. And that is defensive line because of the rotation. And so there are some guys that have opportunity to be in that rotation, even as freshmen. Because last year we saw Joshua Joseph go in against LSU and make a good play. We saw James Pierce go in. Like Those freshmen were a part of the rotation. And it's easy to get those guys in for a play or two here or there. It's easy to get those guys in to sometimes getting a freshman receiver in or a freshman running back in or maybe anybody on offense because of the tempo. But I'm going to go Herring, Bradley, Weathersby. I'm going to go with the defensive line. Uh, Hobbs. So if you play right there in the front front five as a freshman, I think those guys have opportunity to go in and make an impact. Because Joseph's, he didn't come in against Ball State and make a big play. He made a big play in the LSU game, in the SEC game. So that's where I'm going to point to. C-Mac, which one of your kin folks was up in that Montgomery boat brawl? I don't know if I got any family in Montgomery. I wouldn't doubt it, though, because I got a lot of family in Alabama. But uh, no reports have been confirmed that any of my family members was involved in the Montgomery boat brawl, C-Mac. C-Mac also says, thank you, Nico, getting that red shirt. Best case scenario, he gets his red shirt, plays a little bit, gets some experience, maintains the red shirt. I mean, it really don't matter. Nico's going to be a player that is a three-year player here if he's – as good as advertised, which I think he is. Uh, Volstorm, any word on defense? We're going to see today, and we're definitely going to see on Thursday what this defense is talking about. Because Thursday's the first day of scrimmage. Today's first day of pass. So I anticipate these guys to get physical today, tomorrow, uh, back off a little bit. Maybe not, but back off a little bit. And then Thursday have a nice physical scrimmage. And then we'll see guys really separate themselves. And then one side will win. I'm anticipating the defense is probably going to win. That's usually how it works. And then second scrimmage, there will be a response. Usually the defensive line whoops up on the offensive line in the first scrimmage. And then the offensive line has a response in the second scrimmage, and they play better. And the offense makes more plays. That's kind of what I'm seeing possibly happen on Thursday. Um, but the second scrimmage, after that first one, there's going to be some guys that separate in the in the uh, position battles. And then after the second scrimmage, whoever separates themselves there probably will be your starters on Saturday. That's, that's, that, that's how it works. Neela Mafia, what's the latest on Vol Golf New Facilities? Neela Mafia, stop playing with me this morning. You know what time it is. Javante Spragans talked to the media yesterday. 
Oh, boy. Spragans, man. Mean is all get out in between those trenches. Looking for a more consistent um, year from him from a pre-snap standpoint. And the ball is snap and it's a run. We know what's going to happen. But I know he wants to clean up some things with his pass pro, uh, be a little better in pre-snap. Spragans is an NFL player, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. I'm live here from the Low T Center Studio. We'll take a brief time out and I'll come back, wrap everything up. This is the best time to hit the Betty Chevrolet text box. We'll go to the text box when we come back from break. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Hey there, Swain Event fam. If you're currently renting and just about priced out of your place, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. You may be able to buy a home and have monthly payments less than your rent. And wouldn't you rather pay your own mortgage than someone else's? Hope to hear from you soon and go Vols. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Freedom Motors is the local pre-owned car dealer who does more for you than any other dealer around. You want convenience? You can check out their entire line of vehicles online at freedommotorstn.com. And when you find what you like, they'll bring the vehicle right to your door. That's a dealer who cares about you and your time. Shop Freedom Motors today and let's get you in your new ride. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. 
Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. I'm going to tell you who I will be paying close attention to on Thursday. Close attention to. And that is Freshman. Tight end, Emmanuel Okoye. Ooh, boy. Man, Jacob Warren, SEC Media Days. This is what Grant Ramey wrote here on um, VolQuest. Emmanuel is one of the most pure athletes I've ever seen in my life. Being completely real, the way he runs, the way he jumps, cuts and move, everything about him is super athletic, super twitchy. Woo! Woo-hoo. Yo, I want to see it. Last week, his coach says he got a chance to be the most athletic guy to play the position. He is as physically gifted as anyone I've ever been around. So, question is, when the pass go on, you're in the phone booth, you got a block, how do you perform? How do you perform in space with the ball in your hands and they're about to tackle you? Do you protect the ball while still being able to make moves? Like Kyle Pitts comes to mind as the most athletic tight end we've seen in the last decade in college football, probably even longer. What Brock Bowers is doing is ridiculous, but Kyle Pitts was different because he had a lot of receiver to him on the outside. Run like the wind. Okoye has that type of potential, according to his coach and his teammate that's in the same room as him. So I can't wait to see what Emmanuel Okoye does on Thursday. I'm not expecting him to be perfect. I expect him to make mistakes. But I'm expecting some flashes. Like, oh, okay, I see what y'all are talking about. Okay, yeah. Because when I saw him in practice, I noticed three, four steps, he's at 15 yards. I mean, he is eating up lines when he is running. So that confidence is where it needs to be. And he's catching the ball comfortably, uh, thumbs down. When the ball is high, thumbs up when it's low, and man, he's bringing it in with his eyes and tucking it quick and making moves. Woo-hoo. Yeah, he's going to be a problem for sure. And that's going to be fun to watch. Thursday scrimmage is what it's all about. Brad, how much improvement do you expect from the Deco Slaughter this year? I expect a lot because he was learning to play the position. How do you learn to play a position inside the SEC? That's 
That's tough. Usually, you, you know, when you're drawing a picture, you're like, you want to you draw the picture with a pencil first and then come across it with the permanent marker. Nico Slaughter was with a permanent marker his first year playing the position where normally he feels more comfortable playing safety. So he's only going to improve. Mentality is not a problem with the Nico Slaughter. If anything, he could maybe be too aggressive, and he was some at some points last year, but he's a playmaker. He's fearless. He's athletic. He's a quick learner. He's coachable. He's going to be better. He's going to be better. How much better? I don't know. But I expect a ton of improvement from Danico Slaughter. Ton. Ton. We'll have a nice report from practice today. Um, practice on, on Thursday, full padded scrimmage. That's going to be uh, very, very, very fun. Uh, right now at Hiller. Special deals going on right now. If you are looking to replace uh, some home systems, when you purchase a new select HVAC unit, you're going to get two Yeti Trailhead camping chairs, the Panga waterproof backpack, Yeti Tundra 75 cooler, also two Yeti tumblers for free. That's four different things from Yeti, four different products when you decide to purchase a new HVAC system. Hiller's work is backed by the Happy You'll Be Your Services free guarantee. Plumbing, electrical, cooling, heating, whatever you need. You call Hiller, you're not happy. Yo, the service is, the service is free. That's how much Hiller believes in, in their service and wants to make sure that you are happy with their service. Hiller offers convenient, quick online booking, which makes it easy for you to select the appointment time that works for you with your schedule. And then you get instant confirmation. So that is happyhiller.com for all your details. Big thanks to everyone listening uh, this morning. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you. We we will be back on Thursday uh, at 8 a.m. We'll have more practice reports, more conversations about our personnel, about practice, what's going on. Shout out to Tennessee basketball. Looks like they're uh, taking care of business, handling business, across the pond growing tighter getting closer as a unit so eyes are on Tennessee basketball too but it is football season Tennessee y'all know that and uh, we'll be back here at 8am to have more coverage of fall camp Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue top 100 barbecue restaurant in America for Ben McKee I'm Jason Swain peace and much love